Hello, it is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, October 26, 2021, years after zero. Can't thank you enough for joining us. Aaron stops by for a nice conversation just a couple days before their Thursday night football matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. COVID has shown up in a bad way for the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully, they'll be able to get through that. And the convo with Aaron is as enlightening as it is every week. I can't thank him enough for his time. AJ's here. The boys are fantastic. And all of you choosing and allowing us to penetrate your ear holes is so cool. If you like the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. Anytime you get a chance to chat with the reigning, defending, undisputed MVP of the NFL and Aaron Rodgers, it's a good day. He'll be joining us in a couple hours, as will A.J. Hawk. We'll take your phone calls at one 833 4 on the 5-Hour Energy phone line to hear what you're chit-chatting about. And then we'll obviously talk for a pretty good length, probably for the next 20, 30 minutes, about the Manning Cast is back. Okay. After a three-week siesta, a three-week vacation, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning were back on our television last night watching Monday Night Football game, and they had incredible guests. Marshawn Lynch obviously broke some FCC violations and had a hell of a time in there. Sue Bird, great conversation with Sue Bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great conversation with Sue Bird. It's very awkward. Legend. But it was it was good. At Ty Schmidt there said a little bit awkward at the points in there. I think all yeah. the conversations could ring true that way, especially even uh, Drew Brees in the end yep. there, which yep. I assume Peyton every every the, the the technology of the Manning cast is something that I thought maybe we'd be able to tighten up a little bit over the three week break. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because the lag is real because they're they're sending the feed uh, to Peyton and Eli individually. Then they're sending that feed to whoever the guest is. Then they're sending that entire feed back to Connecticut. Yeah. Then they're sending that out to ESPN2. So in doing that, although things move fast on the internet. Hey, oh, quick. Yeah. Hey, ask Fotch. Things move fast on the internet. But it is not just something that just teleports. There is a little bit of a lag. And when you're talking about trying to have a conversation, that lag is going to potentially catch up, especially if you can't catch a rhythm with each other. I think what Peyton... And Tom Brady and Eli took, you know, a little bit of a shot here because I tweeted that I enjoyed watching Peyton Manning and Tom Brady watch football together. Mm -hmm. Eli, also awesome. But two of the top 100 players in the history of the game, two of the greatest of all time, chit-chatting, and we know that they're friends behind the scenes. I think there was a much better chemistry with Tom, Peyton, and Eli because they've met each other. And I think Tom even said getting a chance to hang out with Peyton and Eli, whatever. So I think they were able to sit back and get into a conversation together. Marshawn even had to do the dance a little bit. Sue Bird, there was a couple good conversation pieces, but it was a little bit there. Drew Brees dancing, but they're going to have to figure that out because it is an incredible thing to learn about the game, uh, to learn about some incredible guests. I mean, their lineup has been unbelievable, but they're going to have to figure out that little bit of a lagginess and move forward. But other than that, other than uh, Marshawn Lynch saying, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, And that was awesome. Uh, Other than Marshawn Lynch saying, that's what you got two hands for. Mm -hmm. And a couple other things in conversation. And Tom Brady burying defensive players as a whole. Uh, You you walk into a defensive meeting room, and it only takes about two minutes to realize, like, oh, this is why these guys don't play on the offense side of the bar. It's like a dog chasing a car, basically, is how he described defensive players. That was fantastic. (laughs) Tom Brady chit-chatting about the guy getting a Bitcoin now via Mm -hmm. his uh, Bitcoin crypto trading company ftx and everything that was awesome to hear him watch film live on espn2 tom brady without you know it felt like he forgot he was on tv a little bit because they're playing the saints in six days Mm -hmm. so they play the team that was on 
Monday Night Manning last night. They're watching that. They zoomed out from like a aerial shot and it was the Saints defense or whatever. And pre- previously in the game, Tom Brady had said, oh, that's a Debo, rookie from Stanford. Yeah, I was studying him today, he said. Okay, so a Debo just found out, by the way, he's a rookie. Tom Brady was studying him today. That, that had to be quite a moment when people were texting Debo, hey, just a heads up. Tom Brady was studying you today. And then whenever they zoomed out and they had an aerial shot of that Saints defense, you saw Tom like almost start breaking down what the Saints defense was doing. Not that he doesn't know them already. He's played them numerous times. But new players. He started even like playing with his hands almost. I think he completely. And then there was a moment where I think he even was like, oh, shit, I am. I am on television right now. (laughs) It was cool to kind of catch those brief moments of Tom Brady, how he would watch film, Peyton Manning and him interacting. Eli obviously had a much better show last night, I think, than he's ever had. He was Mm -hmm. hilarious. But other than those moments that were pretty fantastic... Monday Night Football fucking stunk oh, last night. God. It was bad. It was that was a that was a very boring game. Terrible. Now, obviously, Dixon, anytime he punts, it's going to be electrifying. And Blake Gillikin, the the young punter out of Penn State who was on injured reserve last year for the Saints, has been an absolute stud. And obviously, Brian Johnson gets a chance mm-hmm. to hit a, a game winner essentially with a minute something left for the Saints in terrible weather in front of an electric atmosphere. But that game stunk. I, I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? what the future looks like for the Saints. Is Jameis Winston the guy? Is Sean Payton going to say this is our guy going forward? Are they going to potentially be in the sweepstakes for a new quarterback? Are we way too early to even be thinking about that? Yes. But after watching that terrible football game, it's hard not to be like, oh, both these teams stink. Yeah. And now, granted, without Russell Wilson, you're a much different team. And I think Geno Smith made some great plays. Some also plays you're like, all right, what's going on? But it shouldn't just be that. I think overall, it was just bad football. And to talk to us about bad football is a man absolutely loves it at Tone Diggs. Did you hammer the under? The under was like 40 and a half points, I think. Backup quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Bomb cyclone uh, potentially still in effect. Weather's bad. It is Monday night football game. Did you go under on that? And did you enjoy watching that football game last night? I, mean, I don't think anybody on earth enjoyed that football. It was a great football game. Yeah, so, so there yeah, was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I did not take the under. Uh, the game the night before scared me away on the rainy under, so I, I didn't touch the under. <laughs> Because uh, just because I thought the Seattle Seahawks defense was too bad to take an under, they played okay last night. Or James didn't play good. Yeah, I, I'll say Geno Smith stinks. Wow, he's so bad. He is that's so West bad. Virginia's fine. Not no. Pat. Pat White's my guy, but that's a West Virginia guy starting Monday Night Football, yeah. Sunday Night Football. What are you talking yeah, about? They're like six, awesome. seven years. It, it just it wasn't good. Did the uh, Manicast talk about uh, Russ doing having to do his uh, two minute thing again? So they did not even talk about that, but it was a fascinating thing because we didn't see it. We didn't see it on the telecast. I don't think they showed it, and maybe they did. And I was just late. There. Peyton and uh, Eli and them were talking or whatever, and I didn't get. It's hard to follow the game, really. Yeah, very hard game, to follow the game. If the game is boring, it is hard not to just be like. Okay. Tom Brady's wearing a backwards hat speaking (laughs) over here. It is hard to pay attention there. So I don't know if they showed it, but it did look like a less enthused two-minute drill. But Russell Wilson was up on the uh, Seattle – what's that thing? The uh, The Ring of Honor? Space Needle. Boom. With Sierra before the game. 
Uh, Sierra posted something. He running out the entire Space Needle. She had a video and it was like rose petals, flowers oh, yeah. down everywhere. Her birthday. Hey. Yeah, she posted. Hey, it might, must have been yeah, maybe her birthday. That was two hours before the game, so maybe she was saving it from another day. Maybe they didn't do that day. But I think he went from Space Needle to potential faux two minute drill mm. right to the sidelines there, and it didn't have as much you know zest as the first time. No. This guy's just trying to stay with it. He's never missed a game before. Doesn't want to lose it. You know when those imaginary defenders bite on a ball, it's nice to get a good pump fake mm. in there and go over the top because if he gets back into the game. And there is a real defender that does that. He's going to be prepared. He's not going to be out of it. It ain't going to be like a little bit of a, oh, I got to find my rhythm, find my chemistry again. No, no. He's doing full games before the game, mentally. Uh And that is the reason why Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson, because he's doing Sierra birthday parties in the Space Needle. Then he's doing fake-ass games. Mm -hmm. Then he's walking through the whole game. That is what Russell Wilson does that we can't do, and that's why Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson at Boston Connor. Yeah, mental reps are important, but this guy's a fucking con. Whoa! No, no, no. We changed it. Remember? What happens if he does one of these fake passes and his finger just moves a little and then all of a sudden, hold on, Russ, you're out for six more weeks. I know you're a great healer. Oh, so but you care about him too much. Exactly. I want him back. Also I don't want to watch Geno Smith duff around and, you know, take two sacks on a game-winning drive with the game on the line. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to wa- watch Russ cook. And I definitely think something that needs to be brought to light is Clyde Christensen took it on the shins. Yeah. Last uh, we night. were going to get to Clyde Christensen, obviously. Let's talk about the game, though, because you buried Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, yeah, we are to. a Russell Wilson, um, pro Russell Wilson team. Yes. So, yes. I've yes. turned. Does because of Monday Night Manic. I, I want him back. That's my point. You don't. What about the mental reps? And that is his edge over everything. You don't think that he worries about the mental reps a lot more than he worries about maybe his finger moving from a fake pass down the sideline to DK Metcalf. Uh-huh. Oh, imagine! His, I wonder if he's so good at visualization that he actually throws it in his eyes, like he actually gets the emotions. Of, oh my God, DK is about to fucking catch it. Has there been any incompletions? I don't know. No I don't way. know how no. deep. Yeah, no way. Zero incompletions. Scored on both drives, confirmed. Although Jameis was in the middle playing middle linebacker. I don't know if you saw that. And he ran to the side and almost did pick the ball off. Jameis Winston's fascinating, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He is a fascinating fa- – he wa- he got into it with a wide receiver on the sideline, mm-hmm. which I kind of like, by the way, for a quarterback to take that type of thing. But then you better go out and make a lot of plays afterwards. Now, he is – you know, he's – Completed a lot of passes in this league. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. a character for a lot of yards in this league. But I do believe he is a character. Yeah. I, I think Jameis Winston is a character. I think he knows he's a character. I think he is probably relatively hilarious in real life if you were around him. It seems like his workouts are absurd. The mm-hmm. things that I hear him say are absurd. But he feels like he's always Jameis, which I guess I can respect. But the Saints have to be thinking, is this going to be our answer going forward? We just got back from Drew Brees, who was on the fourth quarter of the Manning cast. A little uncomfortable, a little awkward. Yeah. I don't think Peyton or Eli saw the kids in the shot, by the way. A lot of people talking about Peyton not caring about Drew Brees' kids. I don't think that's accurate at all. No. I don't think Peyton knew that Drew was going to potentially have his kids on. He was looking at a different screen because he's got 14 in front of him there. But they come from Drew, who on Sunday Night Football, they'll run clips and Drew's like, that eh, definitely should have thrown it here instead of there. Instead, it's a 14-point swing because this isn't happening. That guy is no longer the quarterback. And, and Peyton was asking him about, is the offense the same? He goes, I guess it's the same, but it looks very different. And I think that's because the way Drew Brees would process it and the plays that Drew Brees would make maybe would be vastly different than what Jameis would do, which is why the offense looks so much different last year as opposed to this year. Maybe it's growing pains between Sean Payton and Jameis that it hasn't been as efficient. They won a game in Seattle, which is huge, against a backup quarterback, which is nice. But I I don't know how... I don't know. And I assume Sean Payton's still like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do because the thought was maybe Taysom Hill was going to be the quarterback. Yeah. 
Jameis wins the job. Taysom was nowhere near ready. I don't think we saw or who knows. Is Jameis the guy going forward down there? That's a fascinating question. And if he isn't, what is Sean Payton going to do? He's not. You think he's going to draft a, a young and build? I doubt it no. at this stage. He's going to go get a veteran. He's going to go try to get anybody, I think, if Jameis isn't the guy. And those are the conversations that have to be had after a terrible football game in the middle of a bomb cyclone whenever the whole world's watching. Well, you look at what these guys are making, too. Like, there's no way you can give Jameis $30, 35000000 million a year. You just can't do it. I mean, they're talking about Baker Mayfield. They don't know. And, like, he – he looks like Brett Favre compared. James is just a goofball. He's just such a goofball, and I don't know. Like it is genuine. I don't. He's not putting on an act or anything. But I think he's proven that like he's good enough to come in and win you a game or two. But like you can't rely on that guy to win you a Super Bowl. Hey, how about him running last night? He, uh-huh. he was Move. getting loose early. Yeah. Yeah. Also had the fours up uh, going in the fourth quarter, which I've never seen an NFL player. Do. Both of them love that. Both of them, <laughs> which is almost a mockery of it. Which is why I almost appreciate it even more because he's always that. Like as soon as I saw him do that on the screen, I was like, okay, so he's mocking the fourth quarter thing. Is he? Yeah, I don't. He know. had to be. I don't, uh, I don't know. Because remember the look to your man on your left, look to your man on your yeah, right. Yeah, he was he, mocking that. I think. I think he was. Mo- I think we're misreading this. Entire I think he's just an absolute goof. Yeah, no way. Whatever. I can't he, tell. What I want all to do is look to the man to your left, and Jameis literally goes. <laughs> and then you look to him and you're right and he looks him look him in the eye and he goes right he had to be mocking that person I, I don't, don't think I mean, Jameis has to be mocking he, th- he thought the eating W's thing was like the coolest thing ever and then guys had to be like Jameis don't ever fucking do that again and what so, if Jameis is mocking all of these things what if he's mocking the pregame speech what if he's just doing skits on all these things and we have no idea because there's no way that he was actually genuine when he looked to his right and looked to his left tried to look into his eyes two fourth quarters no way is this still happening as an adult I, I don't know is this he has to be mocking it all if he's mocking it give him 50 million dollars and put him in the next adam sandler movie because and that in the guy, hall of fame and in the hall of fame right away immediately and also to ty's point about the 30 million if he's more so on like a team friendly contract do you think that kind of opens it and up he's a already more? he said it was humbling we yeah. listened, i listened to an interview that he gave about the one million dollar deal with new orleans after leaving tampa bay and it being humbling i think he was talking to alex smith and alex smith has a great house yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like a Cliff Kingsbury type shot of Alex Smith's Zoom call or FaceTime with Jameis Winston on a TV. Jameis was sitting in the back of a room, just standard room. Alex Smith was in what appeared to be a living room that was mm-hmm. right on the ocean front, maybe. Damn. It was gorgeous. <laughs> but listen to Alex Smith talk about it being number one overall and then moving on from the team and going somewhere else, which is what Jameis did. He had to move on and go somewhere else. He It was listening to Jameis talk about how humbling it was and he got that million-dollar deal to be a backup quarterback, and then he got to learn from Drew. And then Drew Brees said that Jameis would literally be asking 20 questions a day, like 20, 20 questions a day, and he got his own routine and his own thing. So I don't know. I, I just think maybe he'd be a guy that would take a, a team-friendly deal, but Sean Payton is going to be the guy that's ultimately going to make the uh, mm-hmm. decision. And Sean Payton, is this what Sean wants to do going forward? That's going to be the conversation for the next, what, 10 weeks or whatever of football for the New Orleans Saints who get a win out of Seattle, which is huge. Big storyline, though, to your point, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, Barry and Clyde Christensen. Messed mm-hmm. up. Friend of the show, Clyde Christensen. 
actually told us about the popcorn that Tom Brady was uh, chit-chatting about. That came on the plane ride home from the Hall of Fame. Yep. It was Tom's plane, I guess, and there was uh, only this one particular... Cauliflower. Cauliflower popcorn. <laughs> yeah, cauliflower popcorn. And he said it was the only thing that, was, that tasted anywhere near good because Clyde is a regular human like all of us who enjoys food, and he's on his plane. They just had a Hall of Fame celebration. He's flying back to Tampa, and it's Tom's plane, so TV12's all over the place, so the popcorn was the only thing he, and he I guess he did tell us he admitted he had the 10 to 15 10 to 15 bags uh-huh. yeah, 10 yeah. to 15 bags I'm so happy that made its way on to Monday Night Manning on the Manning cast and I appreciate the fact that both of those men took time out of the show to say hey a guy that we both love is Clyde Christensen now I mean, they did body shame. Clyde. Oh, yeah, big time. Messed up. Big time. They body shame Clyde Christensen. Not they, cool. And, I mean, they, they talked about how he is nowhere near a TB12 type guy. He's not, <laughs> he's not even smelling avocado ice cream. There is zero <laughs> pliability in this guy. But all you need to know about Clyde Christensen is he coached that guy, and he coached that guy, and he's coached Andrew Luck as well. Hmm. So whenever you talk about who is potentially a guru in the quarterback game, who has been around the greats, who is potentially a guy who has more information on people that are at a higher level than everybody else, than maybe anybody else because he has personal relationships. He was coordinator for a little bit. He, was, uh, he did some other stuff. But just quarterback coach, you're basically an ally of Tom and Peyton and Andrew and how do you motivate and how do you always be on call for them? He's always been that right-hand man almost for these greats. I, I like that his name got mentioned last night, but he did he did get buried. Oh, slaughtered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not I, fair. I reached out to him for comment. We have not heard back other than a statement that he is going to write a book and people need to watch it. I <laughs> <laughs> bumped. They are calling him a big, fat stooge all over the air. And they were night. laughing right in his yeah, face. right in his face. So hard. Which, by the way, Clyde probably, he probably was in bed. And then he, that guy's like 70 years old now. Mm-hmm. Damn. I don't know how old he is. But he's <laughs> Practically close. He's yeah. a lot older than anybody. He's been coaching for like 30, 40 years. Great golfer still. Can still sling the pill around. Great athlete. Always, he's 65 years yeah. old. Yeah. Damn. He does not look like it at all, but he got buried last night. Yeah, pretty bad. Manning cast, I think, I think it was good. I think it was good. Last night was for sure the worst one yeah. so far. Whoa! Absolutely. I thought it was going to get better. Fan, yeah, still a fan of it. Not gonna, yeah. But why did they have such a reliance on having like four guests? Like Because when you get a guest that either they're not that comfortable with or they don't know very well, it doesn't enhance the game at all. It's just awkward. Like They don't know when to speak. We're there because we want to hear Peyton and Eli. And when you get a guy like Tom or Russell in there, like it's, it's incredible because I feel like they know him a little bit better and they're just there to kind watch of analyze and watch the game and yeah. what's going on. When it's not, it's just super awkward. No one can ever really get their stuff in. And in those moments, like you'll watch for 25 minutes and be like, oh, what the fuck is happening in the game? I haven't been paying any attention. Yeah, and I think some of the reason why it's tough to watch the game is because some of the conversation is good. Like yeah. Listening to Florida Tom speak last night uh-huh. in his backwards hat, that was awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. And you could tell him and Peyton had a, a relationship before and they were comfortable. So, But I also think Tom wasn't like scared of... Right. Like, I think some people have gone on. Like, I think even LeBron is like a fan of Peyton. So when he went on there, maybe there's a little bit of, uh, I don't want to step in there. But when Marshawn, Marshawn was just going. Yeah. You know, Marshawn Crush. was just going to be Marshawn. And you can put a camera on Marshawn at any time. And it, there's going to be moments that come out of it that are like, yep. That's the most legendary human existing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've done an entire, like, five, six minutes on why Marshawn Lynch 
should be your favorite human on earth. The things that he has done and given back, the business savviness, the, the just Marshawn Lynch is awesome. Now, he did say he had three shots of Henny before he got on there last yep. night. Mm. One for him, obviously. One for Big Bro. And then one for Lil Bro. Right. That's because nice. he's an honorable man and wants to do that. Mm-hmm. But the whole thought of having to have guests just to have guests, I think they should do without that. It turns it into a podcast pretty much because you get the same canned questions because they don't really know each other. They don't have a pre. So it's like, I mean, again, you know, it's not Sue Bird's fault, but like they go on and they're asking her these questions and she's just like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. You know, which I think, just- by the way, I think Sue, I like Sue Bird a lot more. After the Monday Night Manning. Yeah. Just for future reference. I don't know if I haven't heard. They showed some clips of her mm-hmm. on the court. She is oh, yeah. coaching. She's Peyton Manning, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She is Peyton Manning of basketball, the WNBA, and I have a lot of that. But the 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 chemistry of the conversation. That makes a huge difference. With the laggy tech thing right. is a real ordeal. It is a very real ordeal. That's why I was in a very lucky spot. First of all, the game was a blowout. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Lions. Shout, yeah. out. Shout, Shout out. out to the Lions. It was a it was a blowout. I'm rather comfortable with the Mannings. Whether I should be or I shouldn't be is up for a full other discussion, but I know them pretty well. So I was comfortable going in there, and I have to deal with the tech bullshit every single day. So I think I was very fortunate. Now, granted, some people hated my uh, appearance on there, and I completely understand, and there were some things I wish I could have done different, whatever the case. But that is something that has to be taken into account whenever the person's coming on. I think they should be prompted. I think they should be told, like, hey, when you speak, you got to go. If you if you go and then you stop and then you go, then you stop, then you go, then you're, you're double Dutch in the conversation yeah, the yeah. entire time. Not that we are experts on this, by the way. I am not saying that we are experts on this. We just happen to do it every single day. And since we've been an internet company since the beginning, we've had to deal with the tech and the Zoom and the mm-hmm. FaceTime and everything that is currently happening all over the place. So you just got to go, though, I think. And that's how they make that show better. Because right? I think at certain points, too, like when guests come on there, like they don't really know what their role is. Like they don't know what they're supposed to be like. You know, yeah, I mean, you're comfortable and everything, but you also knew, like, hey, late in the game, like, I need to bring, like, there's there's I'm, a reason they I'm have me on here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I need to bring energy. Like, no one, no one is really watching this for the game anymore. They're watching it for, and then granted, you know, like, last night it's a close game, but it's like, that game the game stunk. stunk. Terrible. It was terrible, and it just, like, even with, with Breeze, you know, you expected some good, like, but it was the same deal with the Favre. He comes in, you get stepped on right away, and then it's just like, okay, well, Gunshot. it's their show, so I'm going to be you know, patient and wait, but Peyton's just going to keep going. And then if there is like that like little hiccup, like Eli thinks, like, okay, well, maybe I'll try to like steer this a different way, and it just... Eli, they, Eli had his best show last night. He did. Mm-hmm. He was very good. And he was in the middle of a storm. He was watching a game on a fucking phone. Yeah. <laughs> that that was lagged behind the lag yeah. that was going on. He saw that <laughs> actually him mm-hmm. getting excited about the touchdown on his phone was a cool moment. Um, the 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 best part, and this is not a knock on any of the guests, because I was a guest and I do appreciate the best part is Peyton getting genuinely pissed off oh. about bad football. Play. Yeah. Because I don't want to say he's a football snob. But there's only a couple people on earth that have proven that they are allowed to be openly critical about bad offensive football. Peyton Manning's one of those people. Mm-hmm. Where if Peyton sees something and he's he stood up at one point, they couldn't even zoom out because he was so disgusted. He was <laughs> yeah. like, that, 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 
that 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 was a bad series. <laughs> he was like the quick change, the turnover. Everybody talks about the defense not being ready, right? The defense's job is to put the fire out whenever a turnover happens. Like, hey, defense, here we go. We got. We need you to go make a stop for us. What he was saying is something I had never heard before, actually. The offense sometimes isn't ready for a quick change, a turnover, to get back on the field. They might have been in the middle of some of their adjustments, so they just kind of mail it in with a run, another run, and that's exactly what Seattle did immediately following the turnover. And as soon as they hand the ball off, he goes, ah, oh, the first time yeah. he goes, ah, oh, they weren't ready. And then they do it oh, again, and then there was a, a, um, an incomplete pass or whatever. And it looked like he just wanted to say, all right, this fucking offense coordinator for Seattle needs to be fired. Okay, <laughs> this is not NFL football. And whatever Gino is, we need to fix this as well. It was just a very interesting dynamic. And with Gino there, add on the fact that he he took Eli Manning's job at one point, <laughs> yeah. and they were still, you know, they rarely bury the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They try to talk about decisions that are made or a player. The way, you know, you hear some ex-players be like, well, the running back was trying to make a, the hole bigger or whatever. Peyton's like, just fucking hit it. Like, yeah. what does that guy even do? Like, that is how Peyton was at practice, by the way, too. Like, hey, listen, just catch the fucking ball mm-hmm. and run down the field. You just, hey, this isn't that hard. You run right there. And it's not like there isn't any empathy in there. But he, listening to Peyton talk while watching a game, you can see exactly how he was almost as uh, uh, the quarterback for a team, which is also the coach for the team, the GM for the team, and also the strength coach if he had to be. I mean, that is just watching him react to shit is almost the best part of it. And then Eli knowing what potentially will set Peyton off in trying to throw some shit in is also amazing part. So to your point, I don't think we need guests just to have guests. No. Because we're potentially missing... Peyton dissecting some offensive coordinator or some defensive coordinator that's doing something because he's trying to make somebody feel welcome on the show. And it's like, I understand that you want to, you're not a natural host. Peyton doesn't care about these questions. I mean, I'm sure he's excited to hear the answers, but he's more, I'm into the football and we miss out on some of those moments. I think further to those points, maybe a little bit deeper thinking needs to go into who the guests are too, because bringing Drew on, I get the thought of, oh, the Saints are playing. Let's get Drew in here. He's played the Seahawks multiple times. But he's not going to be critical of Well, I don't think anybody wants anybody to be No, no, no. But you could see when if he felt awkward, I think, because they asked him about the offense and why it's different. It felt like he didn't want to bury Jameis and he was trying to dance around that. And it's, it's real though because yeah. Drew was probably like a play would happen. And for those, I got a chance to be on it, obviously. So you look at your screen or whatever. And this whole thing is the game, basically. So it's like the program, and then the guests are just like right here. So yeah. you have the game on. Because I was wondering, if I'm watching the game on my TV, is it behind? The, right. And it was, by the way. This one was ahead mm-hmm. of mm, what you were seeing. What I was seeing on TV. So you are acting, because then the delay from that shot goes to ESPN2. So you're watching it live on the screen or whatever. It did seem like there was a couple times where Drew was watching it, and he... There's about seven different decisions he would have made in one particular play than what Jameis did in the exact same offense that looked much better whenever he was playing quarterback than what he was. Good. Also, it was disappointing. Like, Drew, you're like, Drew's a quarterback. He was one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And they're like, Peyton asked him, How would you attack this Saints defense right now? And all he said was, I'd throw it to DK Metcalf. And maybe that's the right answer, but like, he could have given a a better answer for like the as for his football mind than I would throw it to DK Metcalf. Well, and on that point this is why peyton and tom having a relationship right. is so good because peyton told a story about how tony dungy did an interview he's like 
here's how you beat Peyton Manning's offense that we are currently running. And Peyton was like, Tony, what are we even, what are we even doing? So now we got to change things up. He said, so Tom, I asked you this question. How do you stop the Bucks offense? And Tom goes, I like it whenever, you know, get up in our face, you know, one-on-one. Yeah, he was man-to-man. That's the only way you're going to stop the guys. You know, you got to get it. Well, that, was a, that was a funny moment where you knew Tom and Peyton were exactly on the same page. Yeah. You know, and that's like when Drew doesn't go in or dive in. I don't know if Drew's like thinking like, oh, am I going to set myself up for a gotcha moment here or not? It didn't feel like that at all with some of the people that I think Peyton has had a great relationship with where they're just flying in there. But it's, it is a podcast that's happening while a game is also there as a potential distraction or conversation piece. I just think that should become more of uh, uh, the focus in watching, you know, one of the GOATs lose his mind to bad football oh. and that game last night was filled with it i mean that game last night was absolutely filled with i don't it. know if i want if i should say that they shouldn't have non-nfl guests on there because there could still be some good conversations if there are guys who are close enough with but i feel like it needs to be a companion piece to the game because when it's not a football guest it really does feel like they're just taking a break from the game and they're doing and then whatever something will happen and peyton will kind of get excited and try to like but the the people just don't really know how to like they're obviously not on the same wavelength as Peyton is watching the game, so it's it it if it's not a companion piece to the game, it does feel like it just kind of falls by the wayside. And by the way, last night's Monday night football game was a perfect game for the Manning cast. Yeah, yeah. So that's why the Tom Brady segments right. and you know the the Marshawn Lynch clips, and then some of Sue Bird. I thought was you know I learned about Sue Bird during. Now mm-hmm. I didn't expect to learn about Sue Bird. In the middle of watching Monday Night Football, you know, it's kind of, mm-hmm. I didn't expect that to be yeah. a thing, but that was nice. And there was a couple moments with Drew, but he was very, very, very tight yes. whenever he was talking. I think it's because his relationship with Sean Payton probably and the Saints as a whole and the city of New Orleans, even though the mayor mm-hmm. fancies oh. Russell Wilson. You remember that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was when Drew was pushing those sleds. I don't know if I'm done yet. Pretty yeah, he's crazy. pushing those sleds mm-hmm. all the way Set around. Personal records. Yeah, new PR. Mm-hmm. No, not just personal records. Gym records. Course records. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Course records. Yeah. yeah. City records. Yeah. Almost. Crazy. Yeah. But I think he had such a tight relationship, he didn't want to say anything about potentially. Yeah, no, he won, so. Like, there was a moment last night where they asked Drew about the protections in the offense and who calls the protections and sliding the protection and whatnot. And Drew said, I always called them when it was clear last night the center was calling them. Kamara missed a block. Jameis got sacked. And it just kind of made Jameis look bad because Drew was like, from the moment I got there with Sean Payton, I called the, or yeah, I called but, the protections. But also in that conversation, Payton and Drew said like that they felt like that was a part of their process. Like yeah. that was yeah. a part of it. So I think they did give an out that like not all quarterbacks do that. It was just a part of what they do. But I do recall the uh, the nickel, I believe, came mm-hmm. and Kamara was stuck on where the tackle was or yeah. whatever and didn't get over right immediately after that. But that's a part of the Ma- Monday Night Manning cast that is great because they start talking about, you know, the cover two and who's this and this person's doing this and the different defenses. It's just like a different level of football education. And then it all gets halted almost. Right. Yeah. Breeze did give like a, what are we doing? I'm one of the deep balls from Jameis in the red zone. And then... Peyton, when Geno Smith was calling timeouts on like second and third down, was losing his mind. He said he was more pissed about that than the actual bad football Geno was displaying on the field. Well, that's a part of it, though. That yeah. is bad football. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's how I would love to see. You know, when Mike McCarthy, Big Mike, was making all those incredible football decisions with his timeouts <laughs> yeah. and when oh, he was yeah. kicking. I wish there would have been a Manning cast alongside that because Peyton might have flipped his fucking chair. Peyton, this fucking guy. My. This guy even know this is the most dis. It, it looks like Peyton is so 
upset with how much they're disrespecting football with mm -hmm. what they're doing. He just can't take it. You know, just can't take it. Mike, we're fucking kicking the ball with 30 seconds left. They're sick. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? That's, that's, we need more of that on mm -hmm. us. Yeah, and his kids team, undefeated. He did sneak that in there while Brady was on. I'm sure that team's very tight ship over there. I got a text maybe once uh, from Archie. Manning, uh -huh. and it was a picture of Peyton coaching up his kids' uh, flag <laughs> football, and the kid had a full sleeve. Oh, man. The kid had a uh, full play, on. Yeah, uh -huh. play, yeah. play sheet in his thing. And he was like, we're teaching him young down here, Pat. Come see us. <laughs> and it was a full they – were, they're making checks. They're making checks. Insane. In <laughs> that is the thing about Arch Manning. So Arch Manning is faster than every other Manning. Mm -hmm. He seems to have the same exact ability to throw the ball as every other Manning, which is inaccurate and timing and everything like that. But also, he has been taught by not just Archie, who obviously grew up teaching Coop and, and Eli and Peyton, and they were in the football world. So they, But now you got literally two of the biggest – I don't want to say Peyton's like I, – I hate saying football snob, but Peyton does not like bad football. Yeah. Think about Arch – Having Uncle Peyton, Uncle Eli, Grandpa Archie, and Coop knows a lot about football. Mm -hmm. He's been in there as well. Imagine just the questions and the conversations and the things to look for. If Peyton's putting a, a play sleeve on like an eight-year-old, think about what Arch Manning has been doing his entire life. Yeah. I bet you dissecting high school defenses, and we talked to uh, Todd Haley. Todd Haley was a high school offense coordinator down in Florida, and he said these high school teams run one coverage. It's, <laughs> it's very simple. They just kill everybody. Mm -hmm. Arch Manning has, like, I bet, and I don't know, I've never talked to him, I bet his football IQ is just so fucking high, yeah. Oh, yeah. which is why this Arch watch is exactly what it is. And I assume with your uncles being Peyton and Eli and your grandpa being Archie, some people would think maybe he'd be entitled. I bet that is pretty humbling. To be in the so it's almost like a perfect storm where he can't be arrogant because he's nowhere near what any of his uncles have been or his grandpa yet. He can't be dumb because if he did play bad football, they would probably make him run around the house yeah. for fucking ever in there. And it seems like he can't, you know, I don't think he can, I don't think he'll flare out because no. like the motivation, the drive, like everything's gonna be in there. It's almost like we're getting a chance to watch this arch and it's being broadcasted just like how LeBron was, but now it's with social media and how Zion was, you know, <laughs> Zion was getting pushed. This arch push, the more and more I watch Peyton watch football, think about old arch at Uncle Peyton's house watching football and just the amount of like, just information that is just getting sent to ever since he was fucking probably mm -hmm. four years old. Now he's 17, 18 or whatever. He's starting to learn and more and grow and more. And as he's in the era of the new offenses as well, as also having the Peyton and Coop and Eli and Archie mindset. I mean, he might be the fucking, let's get him a West Virginia. So, so what yeah. you're saying is as long as he doesn't eat a thousand beignets a day, he's going to be fine. That was a shot of Zion. Zion did not. Oh, Zion's bench. True. Zion's bench pressing more than any player in the history of basketball. I'm sure he is. Oh, Let's yeah. get to a break. He should. Shaq yeah. got better when he got bigger. Not that big. Shaq was, Shaq was what? Seven foot two? Shaq, yeah, Shaq was always really good. Well, well, I mean, Zion's not seven foot, but he's become a big body. Yeah, that? he's thick. Listen, the only thing we need to worry about is the shoes being able to keep up with how explosive yeah. Zion is. Explosive or? How about his knees supporting the 450 pounds that he's lugging around? What was that? He's the heaviest guy in the NBA. Get it together, Zion. We want to watch you play, dude. Whoa. God. True. After Shaq's third title, he weighed 395 pounds. 
Seven two though. Seven That's two. a big deal. Are we counting ships After or not? His third title. Are we counting rings or not? Not his third. Who's, season. who's he on a team with? Please. Who's he on a team with? Please read off that team yes. that he was with after that third championship that he weighed three ninety five. He was dominant at the Magic too. Yeah, absolutely. The team Zion has is terrible, but you know he isn't seven two, and he's not Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, he's six nine, and he used to cut down just a little bit, just a little. He needs he, to lose forty five pounds. Yeah, he can't be three fifty. He doesn't need going to go to smoothie. He doesn't need to go to Smoothie King fifteen no. times he a eats day because he's unhappy. It's the sponsor of the arena. He does eat because he's unhappy because the team he's on. He's unhappy because stinks. he eats. Yeah, well, all right. Get him some of the cauliflower popcorn that he can't be yeah. having fucking, you know, zebra cakes and Twinkies. That's all muscle. You know, Has it come out that Zion doesn't have just 300 pounds of muscle, 0% body fat? Have you, have you guys heard this stat yet? Or yeah, they showed his gut. It was drooping down to his shit. No! And if that, was, if that was the case, yeah, the Pelicans training staff wouldn't be coming out saying, yeah, he's well over 300 pounds. We can't have this. Right yeah, now. but the Pelicans training staff is part of the same staff that said this guy could only play a minute and a half a quarter his rookie year. So let's... Yeah. Well, who knows who's saying what around Well, here. they're the ones buried him saying, hey, Jesus Christ, this guy's the fattest guy in the league. <laughs> and they're also, what are we going to do? They're also, no, we're not introducing him last either. We're introducing him fucking second. And that, that, let's not act like the Pelicans have been the well, greatest no, organization. Yeah. He needs like 15 minutes to sit down and catch his breath so he can't be the uh, first. <laughs> he could have played the entire game his rookie year. Yeah, He could have played. They were pulling him. He was shooting 85% to run national TV because if they said, we hate it, put him on the bench. Yeah, and they tried to reteach him how to run. I don't think that was very necessary either, but uh, they still tried their best. This is his third coach in three years. He's a guy a break. Coach Killer. Coach Killer? <laughs> you are an asshole. Let's get to a break. He's a couch killer. Oh, Zito. I'm, I'm with Zion. That's all it sounded like. Are his coaches telling him to eat? 15 Whataburgers a day? I don't think so. I think that's a decision he's making on his own. That makes him a good player. Also, I think it's only his second year, right? Can we just fucking roll the ball on the court and let him play? No, it's his third year. You didn't see him any last year because they weren't on TV ever. Yeah, yeah, Van Gundy last year. I thought you introduced him last year. No, it was two. It was before COVID. I thought COVID was 2020. COVID. No, life, bubble. He was in bubble. Remember? That's right. Yeah. Bubble wasn't. Wow. Yeah. These years are just meshing yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, they're all kind of <laughs> This is a total waste of time. He hasn't played a minute this year. What is this? Oh, we're only three games. I'd like it to be known. He doesn't deserve this. I agree. No. From I want to see him perform. Yes. Oh, fuck off, Coach Killer. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to relax on Zion. Zion's just trying to do whatever he can to get to another oh, team. Yeah. Yes, and we just want him to be on the court, and we also want him is to live a healthy life. Is this way of getting to a different team? We're not talking about basketball. This anymore. also basketball could sticks. be a James Harden type situation where it looked he just had like a massive Bad, pillow yeah. under his yeah, shirt yeah, yeah, and then yeah. got traded and was like, oh, actually, I'm not that fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, let me trim my hair real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I lost 40 pounds. Oh, my God, I look much better than you all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that net situation's only growing. There was protests outside. Oh, oh yeah, huh? Kyrie. How the Lakers doing? I saw LeBron James told somebody, be humble. He's going to beat the shit out of yeah. him. That's right. I like that. A little fire. A little fire. Hell I like yeah. that. Bulls are one of the best teams in the league Undefeated, baby. All right. Three games in? Hell, yeah. Four games. Four games into an 82-game season. Yeah, LaMelo Ball and, you know, Jordan's team, too. Hey, Caruso strong. playing up there for Chicago? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Blowing it up. How come up. he's not on the graphic, then? He is in the graphics. No, they put oh, a Oh, that three-person. I don't know why. I don't they, think it's well, bullshit. Yeah, those are the three pillars, DeMar DeRozan, and Lonzo. And, uh, how much did they pay Caruso? Didn't Caruso get paid? He's he not, got paid, but yeah. not as much not as he does. Oh. How much did Benny the Bull get paid? Not, not enough. enough, yeah. 
Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Last a long time. Banging it, banging it, banging it. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. Occupier. <laughs> Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. This morning, when I woke up, the air was a bit fresher. The sky was a little bit brighter because we knew that today we get a chance to chat with the current reigning defending MVP of the NFL, coming off another win, 6-1, and one, heading into a Thursday night matchup just two days from now that the world will be watching. He will be without. His number one weapon in Devontae Adams, unless some magic happens in the COVID testing protocols. Joining us, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! What's up, dude? Hey, guys. Hey, it's good to see you at work right now, man. Yeah, man. Thursday night game, bro. So, did you? I don't even know if we should ask you about the last game because you're so focused on the next game, but we got to chat about a couple things that happened. I heard you work, woke up with a sore back on Sunday. Is everything all right? Are you hurt? What's, are you old? What's going on? Saturday, my back got a little bit tight. Look, I don't want to blame the hotel at all. <laughs> I, I will say that the antiquated uh, procedure of staying the night at uh, a hotel the night before a game, I mean, I've never been a fan of that. That makes no sense to me. I don't know what type of science there is that can justify that. Now, look, you know, 20 years ago, maybe before camera phones, if you're really worried, you had a team that maybe was a little squirrely and liked to go out and party, uh, you know, maybe you'd be worried about guys going out the night before a game. But, I mean, this is 2021. There's a camera phone everywhere. Nobody's going out anywhere. No one wants to do it. They just want to sleep in their own bed at night. I think that's the whole the whole thing. Um, you know, nobody's out there ripping cigs at the bar, hanging out with AJ, you know, <laughs> pouring, out, pouring out drinks like you used to back in the day on Friday nights. Nobody's doing that anymore. Um, 
but I, yeah, but Sunday morning I still wasn't feeling great, and and I'm thankful for uh, for Nate and and uh, and Doc Zoli taking care of me and getting me through that game. We don't want to blame the bed, though. Don't want to blame the bed. No, not no, blame no, not blaming the bed. <laughs> he's not blaming the bed, but he's directly blaming the fact that he didn't sleep in his own bed. So we'll move on from there. The Washington game, obviously, great game, two parter here, real quick. Washington, I know we only have you for about 15, 20 minutes, but how did you feel you guys played? It looked pretty good to me. I mean, you guys offensively especially look great. I think Lazard, different guys step up, which you know you need this week. Second part, Randall Cobb is probably going to have a big role this week. Is he? Does he still resent you for uh, uprooting his family from Houston? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just want to throw a jab, brush into another question, ask a two-parter, throw a jab at the end. That's classic AJ, man. You're just such a good media guy now, man. I love it. Yeah, you've Thank been you. you've training this guy up good, man. This is this is really, uh, you know, I enjoyed enjoyed your questions yesterday. I watched the segment with uh, with Dana. That was pretty awesome. Um, what a great interview that guy is, you know. Um, who's wide open? Why he's meeting with Hasbola this weekend? I don't know what's going to happen. I am excited <laughs> about it. I'm excited about it. Like I'm happy with the way we played on on Sunday. At times, that's a good front. Uh, obviously, Chase Young and and Montez Sweat. Uh, our studs off the edge. Uh, we didn't handle it great, maybe starting the game. We had a nice two-minute drive, then a turnover, and next thing you know, we're up by two scores. Then we had some field position stuff. We got backed up and didn't hit anything, um, you know, and then kind of stalled there in a couple of possessions. Uh, you know, our punter for the brand has had a nice season. Oh, had yeah. Good field-changing punts for us, and we were able to get that thing to a, a three-score game there. And our defense played great, especially in the red zone. You know, hold them to, uh, you know, I think they didn't score any touchdowns after they'd given up a touchdown. They got every possession leading up to that. So, fantastic job by the defense. They're going to be in a pinch this week without, uh, you know, without the coordinator. So it'll be interesting, uh, you know, for them. Hopefully, we get uh, you know Preston back this week. Hopefully, we get Marquez back this week. Uh, I'm not sure what David's status is going to be because um, we really don't have practices. So as far as Randall goes, I think he's pretty happy uh, to be on a six and one team. As he should be, and I think as you continue to work him into the game plan, it's fantastic. And AJ alluded to Thursday night without Devontae being a problem. And before we even get into that whole discussion, which I'm sure there will be a good one about it, the the pump fake dodge this weekend in the uh, in the pocket, and then a little skirt, and then the athlete. Hey, the internet almost stopped. You look like fucking Chris Angel in there, dude. You yeah. look like a magic man avoiding tacklers. And then you're in the back of the end zone and your tweet to Orlovsky, legendary. You're laughing in the face of being seven yards deep in your own end zone in the middle of an NFL game, which is like maybe the most high stress. Randall Cobb jumps off sides, try to make an emotion. You just seem to be more calm than ever. You seem to be more happy than ever. And I don't know if this is just me with recent history bias. Is there a reason that you seem to be having the time of your life when it looks like the world is burning right around you in the game? Well, I love football. I'm invested completely in this season. Oh, uh, really? I, yeah, I am. I know it's surprising. <laughs> uh, it's just been, life's been really good, man. I, I, I love our Tuesday chats have been great. Uh, it's been fun to have some new guys in the mix, some new teammates, get to know them, get to know some of the older ones a little bit better to, you know, build those friendships. 
Uh, it's been great working with the staff. I love the staff. It's such a great group of guys to work with every single week. They make things fun, and they reinvent themselves every single week with presentations and jokes and things to keep guys interested. You just absolutely love. And obviously winning cures a lot of that. You know, we had a rough first week, and and the world outside the facility was kind of on top of us. And I'm just so proud of our guys to stay the course and to not panic and not, you know, start pointing fingers and the other bullshit that usually happens when you have a dud like that and maybe in other places, but we stuck together. We won six in a row. We've been playing uh, obviously a lot better. All three phases, I think, have been playing uh, improved football. And it's a game, man. You got to have fun with it and you got to enjoy it. And watching Randall try and uh, escape that false start was amazing. <laughs> How can you not laugh with that stuff? And with, you know, Ioannidis chasing me out of the back of the end zone and, uh, you know, I kind of lofted that ball over to A.J. Dill, a little bit of a dicey throw there that he almost caught. And then, the you know, I think Matt was like, oh, you were almost out of bounds there. And immediately I was like, man, I avoided that Dan Orlovsky right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. You know, and I – I saw that tweet. I said, I love Dan. Dan and I roomed together at the Elite 11 quarterback camp back in 2000. And, man, what was that? Early 2004? It was 2003. And became fast friends. And it was a great group of guys. You would love them, Pat. It was uh, Jason White and Kyle Orton and Dan Orlovsky and Brad Smith. Um, who else was there? It was a good group of guys, but Orla, uh, Orton, uh, Derek Anderson, if I said Derek Anderson, Dan Orlovsky, Orton, Jason White, myself, Brad Smith, there was six of us. But watching Orton and Jason White, man, those guys are characters. Those guys are hilarious, man. They, they really like to get after a little bit. Um, <laughs> but Dan and I became buddies, and I love, you know, Dan does a really good job on TV. I've told him that before, but, um, you know, he brings some, some real knowledge to the uh, to the table and uh, at the same time I you know didn't want to be in the same sense with him about running out of the back of the end zone so I'm glad that didn't happen yeah that's smart and that's a, the proper way to think and I'm happy in the big moment you realize that as well you know when the heat was on I do not want to be the Jared Allen Dan Orlovsky gif and you almost I mean that could have been picked six I think that's why you said dicey but you almost completing that pass then laughing and smiling about it just made me think man this dude has no idea about the pressures that a lot of other people on the field probably feel and it's fantastic to watch. It's been a lot of fun. Now let's change our focus to Thursday night here. Uh, big game. Biggest game of the year for the NFL by far thus far. I mean, it is huge. Two titans in the NFC are about to clash. You're without Devontae Adams, who we all enjoy watching you two play football together. The touchdown to him where you, I don't know if you were falling, diving, tripping, whatever it was to him this past, maybe all three. I don't know. This past weekend is awesome. That Those plays are routine for you guys. Without him, short week. What are your thoughts? Well, I saw a stat yesterday. We're 6-0 and without him the last few years. I don't know how that's even possible, but uh, we've, we've, uh, we've found a way the last six times we missed him. And like I said just now in the, in the press conference, we're not a better team without him. I mean, he's so damn talented. He's incredible. Uh, the things he does in the field and the adjustments he makes, the catches he makes, the just the savvy that he has, late hands, meticulous route runner, uh, great after the catch, does it all for you, love him, uh, great human. Uh, so we're obviously going to miss him, miss his presence. But uh, we found a way in the, in the last six games. We found a way to win. So we're going to have to dig into some of the ways that we did that over the years. And, um, you know, we'll be ready to go. I'm not, I'm not worried about our guys. There'll be some young guys got to step up. And, and when they do, uh, they need to make the most of their opportunities. Well, I, first off, I, want, I hope Devontae's feeling okay. I don't know if you've gotten to check in with them. I mean, 
Hope he's we, we hope he's doing yeah. well with, mm-hmm. with uh, whatever's going on in the protocol. But when you look at the, the Cardinals and you see Kyler Murray and what he's able to do, did you ever think you'd see a guy in the NFL playing the style that he is and doing it so consistently at such a high level? Well, I think he's seen it over the years as, as a lot of the changes happen kind of maybe you wouldn't expect this, but a lot of it comes from the high school level to the college level to the pro level. Um, and, and you've seen more and more of these quarterbacks who, you know, have this, you know, when they get ranked, it's like quarterback slash athlete. You know, oh, they're wow. they're putting athlete alongside the quarterback's name, which guys like That myself, wasn't you? That's fantastic. You know, I would think I was just more like quarterback, uh, half a star guy, you know. No <laughs> slash, no slash. But uh, he's a talented guy. And there's a lot of guys who are doing what he's doing. You know, they can attack you so many different ways when you when you got to let a guy like that. Obviously, you can read option stuff, which – um, you know, we saw in the early uh, 2010s with guys like Cap and Russ, and then you know guys who can really sling it uh, and, and move around a bunch. Uh, which there's you know a few guys like like him, but you know he's talented. Arm talent is fantastic. He can run around all over the place. He's one of one of if not the fastest guy in the field most of the time. And the weapons that they got, obviously, D Hop is a fantastic player, has been for a long, 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 long time. Uh, AJ Green, seeing him come back for his injuries and playing really well. Christian Kirk, uh, great player. Zach Ertz, a buddy of mine who just got recently traded, uh, is super talented guy. So we're going to have to keep up with them scoring wise because they've been uh, very consistent offensively. And, and so we have to find a way to score some points. Is that something you think about? Because, for instance, going into a game, it's just, and AJ has talked about this in nauseum. Like, offenses now, with the way rules are, with the way things are going, offenses are going to get their point. Now, last night, they didn't. But in actual most NFL games, offenses are going to get their points. Is there games you go in, you're like, okay, we have to score this amount of points this week, it feels like, because we're going against them. And then when you look at this Cardinals defense, they're getting Chandler Jones back off the COVID list, and he had five sacks in that first game, and I think he's continued to be there. How do you frame that? Is that just like an expectation going in? Is it goals? How is all that? Well, I don't know if you necessarily put a number on your mind, but you, when you play in a great offense, you know you're going to have to, to match and you know, score for score. Um, so just kind of a mindset. you got to maximize your possessions. I don't think you say, hey, we got to get you know 30 points this game. It's just – you know, we got to maximize scoring our possessions. We got to keep the ball out of their hands. We got to take care of the football and not turn it over. Um, and that's kind of standard stuff. And you play on the road, you're playing against good defense in a hostile environment, a team that's seven and zero. You know that the turnover margin is going to be so important to the game and, and the possession time. You know, maximizing those possessions, withstanding that initial surge of energy and 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 hype from their defense and from the crowd. And if we can do that and still be in the game, you know, you, you got a good chance to win. Hey, you just hey is this, that was a speech right there, dude. Hey, we got oh, yeah. a surge of energy. You seem like you're in game mode. You don't seem to be as laid back as you usually are at home. But, hey, you got a game in a couple of days. Uh, are you guys leaving? Halo. I don't have my halo light. I don't have my books <laughs> behind me. I mean, I have a, I have a book, but uh, uh, but I don't have my books behind me. You know, I'm in, I'm in Red's office here. You know, I got a meeting. It's work time, AJ. Get over it. All right? Hey, we got work to do around here. Hey, I could have shit that you got behind you eh? <laughs> i could have trust me i could have amazon you a nice little uh, backdrop if you need it now, let me know next time you're in the facility on the show but is this game is this one of those games you pull out trick plays or stuff you haven't shown yet this year on film i'm not gonna tell you that buddy is this the kind of game though that teams do that hey unlike some of those other shows out there people actually watch this shit <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you. It means a lot, by the way. We, none right. of us know why, but uh, do you have... Because uh, you don't wear sleeves, Pat. That's why. Well, I don't know if that's the case. I do have uh, another 60-pack coming in. Ooh. I'm good. No laundry, 60 days. Why is AJ not smoking? That's that's my, my real question. What's what? going on? You you, uh, you cutting back or... I don't know. I might I might quit. I don't know. Really? You want to smoke dope? You want me to send over some dope instead? Is that how it goes? It's one. It's, you have to choose? Well, I think you're going to still be addicted to the movement. I'm just saying we can easily make this a much better experience than your house almost burning down with the shit smell in that attic of yours. I mean, we can... We'll talk about it. We will talk about it. It is weird. He's not smoking, Aaron. What's that all about? Is he okay? I don't know. Sidebar. He's a little angst. A little ang- a little angry today. After like, you know, he sent me a weird message this morning. Uh, this was supposed to be to his wife, I think. It was an angry message. I don't know what's going on. Oh, jeez. Wow. Hey, go ahead. Let's change this subject. I mean, you got to come up with some better stuff. All right. All right. Go ahead, Ty. Aaron, you mentioned your back not feeling great, and hopefully that's just a one-time thing. We don't have to deal about it, but the legs look great. I mean, that slide you had to against Washington, picking up the first down. Without Devontae, are you thinking on Thursday night, like, hey, this might be a game where I have to you know, rush for 50 to 100 yards potentially? Yeah, maybe two hunch. Spikes up, Ty. Spikes up. That's nice slide, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got it. I got inspired watching uh, watching number four for Washington. Man, I mean, the dude almost ran for a hundred yards. Um, I got inspired. So I've had an explosive run the last two weeks. Very, very proud of that. Uh, that's not something that I want to make a living doing. Um, definitely don't want to take any unnecessary shots. But uh, I have enjoyed getting out a little bit and extended plays and for whatever reason i've i've been able to have a double digit run the last two weeks so i'll hope i'll be really hoping that i got at least one more double digit run coming up on thursday is oh it, yeah is it because the squats you think you, are you trying to defy father time as you go here like whenever you see what tom's able to do at his age and obviously there's other quarterbacks that are not you're not getting old, but in the game of football, you kind of grow older as the years go on. It's kind of ha- – I'm not saying you're getting old. All right? You look young. You look great. Halloween's right around the corner. Can't wait to see what you dress up as, by the way. Ooh. That hair's going to be fantastic in there. But do you have to change anything? Have you changed anything, the way you eat, the way you lift, the way you prepare? And are you trying, and do you feel better than you've ever felt? Pat, yes. We've answered these questions many times. Last year, power oh, yeah. lift through, you know what I mean? It got me the great rack. At the house, I've been squatting the last couple of years, putting up a ton of weight. Um, you know, I, I got inspired watching AJ with his 5 a.m. workouts, doing the uh, doing the Versa. You know, many many hours spent on the Versa climber, um, getting my conditioning right in the off season. Big uh, big shout out to AJ uh, for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you know, you know when when I saw you in uh, in the Bahamas and you were slimmed down, I remember you told me about your diet and how much you're paying attention to what you eat and how it affects, you know, not just the, the way your, your, your body reacts and feels, but you know, the way your wife looks at you when you have your shirt off and down there in the Bahamas, that's some important stuff, man. But for you, it's more of appearance for me. It's about performance. So I got to make sure I'm careful about the stuff I'm eating and, and get out of that squat bar every week. Well, I don't want to be fat. I would like the same for you, by the way. I would hope you would never get fat. But it is a fascinating because we're in the middle of a time where we know so much 
Like Tom looks younger than ever. He's backwards hat Tom now, Florida Tom. And he gave an answer last night about how he thought he was a cold weather quarterback. And then he went down to Tampa and he's like, oh, I'm a warm weather quarterback. Like I am. And it feels like you only thrive in these conditions in your body. It just seems like you're defying a lot with what you're doing and how you're playing. So I'm incredibly impressed, sir. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate that. And I enjoy being a cold weather quarterback uh, in Green Bay. When the weather changes and the leaves start coming off the trees, I get a little twinkle in my eye because I know that football season is about to really start. Hell yeah. That's awesome. What a great way to close this uh, before we get into the book club announcement. Uh, you've gave a couple motivational speeches, and I think it's because you're in that building, and I, I feel like I'm starting to get a, a hint of what it's like to be your teammate, and I'll let you know that every week <laughs> I get so speeches. Huh? You think I'm all about just nonstop speeches in here? Yeah, yeah. And also visualization of two-minute drills before games <laughs> yes. and stuff like that. It's still happening. still happening. Visualization, very important. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, but when there's a sky cam and other things on there, fascinating decisions, just fascinating decisions. But it's not about that right now. What it's about is continuing to grow the largest book club in the sports world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for week eight of the Aaron Rodgers Book Club. Drum roll, please. First, there was the alchemist. Then, where men win glory, the giver, be here now, the four agreements, you are the universe. Then there was Sun Tzu, Art of War, book number eight. Is he still alive? Of the air. Rest in peace, by the way, to Sun Tzu. Uh, that's, that's a real shame. We had him on the sound stream the other day. I did not know he had passed. Wait, wait, we deserve him. We need him right now. Yeah. Book number eight is... Book number eight is the power of now. Oh, okay. The power of now. Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle. This is a book that uh, I dusted off uh, pretty recently. Um, it's a guide to spiritual enlightenment. It's very similar as far as uh, the direction that it goes as Be Here Now, just kind of a more extended version. Um, it's a fantastic book for anybody interested in um, what a spiritual uh, practice looks like, how to uh, better understand their mind, how to quiet your mind, uh, mindfulness. Talking um, right to Pat. It's, uh, yeah, there's been over, but as, as of this uh, cover, over 5 million copies sold, but it's a New York Times bestseller. Um, it's been read by millions of people around the world um, called The Power of Now, and it's a fantastic, fantastic book. And not a, and not a difficult read either. It's 227 pages or so. Pat, huh. uh, that should be a nice little a week read for Connor, I'm sure. But I, I am, uh, you know, I just, uh, one of the cool things, this show is, has been amazing uh, for me. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I hear people say that they love watching the show and they can't wait every single Tuesday to watch it. Even friends of mine that I didn't even know kept up on you know, what I was doing in the week, uh, tell me how, how much they enjoy it. But, you know, little things like I just was walking down with uh, with Bakhtiari to uh, the golf cart to head down to the walkthrough. And one of the guys who was giving the tour, to go, tour goes, hey, thanks so much for the book club. I said, oh, cool, man. He said, yeah, I just got the giver. I started reading it. And I look forward to the recommendations every week. So it's it's really cool to uh, to know so many people watching and, and interested and, and not just the shit that we, you know, say on here that, that people pick up and that your voice splice up into some really cool two and three minute clips. But but the fact that people are inspired to read maybe a little bit more and enjoying some of the book recommendations is pretty cool. So thanks for the uh, 
opportunity for that. You know, I love uh, love you, Pat, Age, and the boys. It's uh, this is part of the fun. You know, the fun is obviously. I mean, I, look, I got my best friend in the league back to go to work with every day. I got the funniest dude in the world to drive down to practice with every day, and, and David Bakhtiari. I got a great coaching staff that I love. I'm still in Green Bay and having the time of my life, and I get fun moments like this every single week. So life is about perspective, and I'm just daily counting the the blessings that I have in life and just have so much gratitude for, for these moments and, and for the fact that I'm 37, I'm still playing and uh, still playing at a high level and, and still getting to uh, to have fun moments uh, each each week, including on this show. So thank you guys for that. No, listen, obviously, thank you. Listen, I understand that you probably, I assume that it is genuine and you do thank us, but if you were to zoom out of Green Bay and we are the fucking lucky ones, pal. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck on Thursday. I'm going to read the part of nah right now, okay? And I'm going to, I can't wait for it next week. I can't wait to watch you on Thursday. And thank you for uh, blessing us with your brain every single Tuesday. Honestly, I have no idea how we deserve it, why we deserve it, but I appreciate the hell out of you, pal. Buddy, it's my pleasure. All right, well. See you guys. No, no, no. I don't. I don't have my prop guitar in here. I really don't. Um, I don't know what's going to show up. <laughs> what are you looking for? Uh, uh, guitar. Get the guitar. Right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, sir. Yeah! I mean, who even invented time? You know. Well, joining us now is maybe a man who did. Guy who's a real time traveler. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. yeah. One of the greatest jaws in the history of existence. A man who never suffered a concussion somehow after leading the Green Bay Packers entire organization in tackles after his career mm -hmm. was finished in. Obliterating two to three of his teeth at a time mm -hmm. upon devastating forehead blow to other humans' head and crown and jaw of their helmet. A man who potentially changed the NFL's entire rule book with how he tried to tackle individuals that were on the offensive side of the ball. A man who had to work out his neck so much so that when he was at Centerville, Ohio, he actually looked like a wildebeest with how wide his neck was yep. because his helmet was so heavy because he used it as a weapon every single time he stepped on the field, so much so that he actually knocked Kirk Herbstreet unconscious in an alumni football game as a sophomore in high school that retired Kirk Herbstreet's football career forever. They didn't know if Kirk was going to be able to speak on the desk at college game day mm -hmm. days after this man tried to kill him on a football field, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! Yeah! A.J., how you doing? I mean, what a great uh, intro you gave me coming off the, uh, what the, what did Connor say? What is time anyway? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we got really deep in there. I'm excited that we can potentially have you joining us. And we're very thankful that your brain is still in one piece because everything I said there is true and you're actually wearing that probably that centerville elk helmet right there whenever you put kirk herbstreet to sleep for his final time on a football field uh yeah i was told that there was no year zero i was just i was told time existence isn't a real thing and i don't even know where that conversation begins or ends be just like i guess 2021 how do we get here then if there's no zero aj i don't know it's almost like you can freak yourself out if you ever think of like when they say hey oh it's this is for all of infinity you ever think what infinity is yeah, that's why I'm freezing myself, remember? Yeah. I, it doesn't freak me out at all. I found a, an answer. It's forever. 
<laughs> I know Mitt. I know Mitt is standing guard, watching your body, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Anybody <laughs> but Mitt. Yeah, We've we already talked about out, this. Yeah. But yeah, I can see how that could potentially freak some people out. I got the answer. You were just freezing our bodies, okay? And then okay. whenever they create the cure. Boom, you're back in the game. Here's the cure. We're back for however long until the next thing. And if they don't have a cure by then for whatever it is, guess what? Back in the freezer, son of a bitch. That's where I'm headed. And then bang, we cure it. We live forever. This is going to be cool. We're going to see infinity. But there is all those theories that, you know, the world's going to blow up, what, tomorrow? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Maybe next week. We got four years, five years, seven years, what? nine what? years. What? What? Maybe next year. What? Last year was what? potentially. What? I mean, there is all those conversations happening. And that is not for us to talk about because we are two dumb stooges that talk about sports. Speaking of the sports world, um, last night's game was terrible. It was a bad football game. Loved what Dixon and Gillikin did. The punters for their respective teams, the Seahawks and the Saints. I, I'm happy that the Saints got a win. They didn't cover. Kind of fucks our overall record for the weekend. Uh, but that was a bad football game, AJ. That was a bad football game out there. Yeah, it was a bit cagey, as Gump would say. Uh, this is one of the first games, too, uh, on Monday night that I strictly was 100% Peyton and Eli. I didn't go back to ESPN1, which... I feel bad for the main crew, but Peyton and Eli are great, man. Tom was great on there. Obviously, Drew, awkward when, when uh, uh, Peyton asked him, like, hey, what's different about the offense now? And he just laughed awkwardly, and then they went to break and never really answered it. Like, what was that about? Okay, so we're so – AJ wants to bury Drew Brees. All right, there was no, a little no, bit no. of that. I'm little... wondering why it was a weird question. Even Peyton said going break. I know it's a hard question. And they went to break. It was great, but what, what was difficult about it? It was uncomfortable. It, I think Peyton recognized the un, uh, how uncomfortable but it was. why was it uncomfortable? Because I think wondering. Drew Brees still wants to play. So oh. every time oh. you hear him talk, Drew Brees still wants to be playing right now. Drew Brees – are you thinking he feels like he was pushed out? I don't know if he feels like he was pushed out or if he maybe made the wrong decision or if he still thinks he has it or I don't know what it is. But my, And this is, hey, this is one Stooge's opinion. This is not how everybody should view. This is not a matter of fact. This is just listening to him speak and seeing the way he acts after the incredible career he had had and how this had gone on for years. And when we asked him down at Radio Row before he elbowed Ty right right in the back of the head Mm -hmm. after he delivered me an incredible smoothie. Uh I mean, it was a good conversation. He just said, you know, like everybody talking about him retiring was like bullets to feed him and like keep him going. And like it didn't seem like he was a guy. Once we got to remember, this is a Texas dude who loves football. I I mean, loves football, is incredibly good at football. I think he enjoyed what being a starting quarterback in the NFL and being great in the NFL maybe potentially added to his life, whether it was business-wise or how his kids are incredibly popular and his life is good. Like I think he is just somebody at the Pro Bowl. I was with him on the same team as him out at the Pro Bowl. He was Mr. Pro Bowl. Like, loved being at the Pro Bowl, enjoyed every single event, was very gracious with almost every single fan he encountered. Not that anybody else wasn't, but it was almost like he was going, I don't want to say out of his way, but he was just like over and the top, like love of everything going. So I think this is a guy who was very addicted to the NFL and loved the NFL. And then now he's seeing what's kind of happening and he's watching that game and he's talking about games. I think there's a chance that Drew Brees potentially thinks he still wants to play, but he understands that he shouldn't, and he's great on TV. I just think there is maybe that going on, because this is very soon after he's retired here, AJ. You know, it, it, Things like this have happened before. I, I mean, you absolutely could be right. I guess in the moment, I wasn't thinking that, but it does make sense. I mean, this is the first year in, what, 
30 years that Drew is watching football and he's not playing, he knows he doesn't get a chance to play. So I'm sure he definitely misses it and realizes doing it on TV, yeah, it keeps him involved, but he doesn't get to make any plays. So, yeah, that's tough. But still, it was weird when you, like, you could have said, yeah, Jameis, we're different kind of players. You know, of course, a lot of the same plays that look different. And then he made that, like, I like to go empty a lot. And then they went to break. And I'm like, yeah, of course you did. But you're saying Jameis doesn't? Is it good, bad? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, so, and there are some people that all, all the time think, and I'm not saying you're like this all the time, okay? I'm not saying that. But if you compliment one thing, that doesn't mean that you're burying something else. You know, you might just be putting something over as opposed to it necessarily meaning something about somebody else. Now, now that is obviously going to be chatted about because that is Drew Brees' team. When you think of the Saints, you think of Drew Brees. You think of Sean Payton. And what if he would have just answered him and said, yeah, well, I don't know. I would probably throw it to the one like you're supposed to on this play. And then the next play, if I would have had to open it up, I would have. If I, What if Drew would have just unloaded? What if he would have been like, well, there's a lot of terrible decisions being made by James right here. It's pretty obvious. I think we can all see that, obviously, here at home. Hey, hey, hey. What if he starts calling the oh. the, the, the cadence, oh. just like he's Russell Wilson, maybe? He kind of started that. You know, he kind of started that thing that Russ does, the two-minute stuff. You know, Drew is big on taking his drop and throwing fake passes to all his different reads. Yeah, I remember it. the vision. The, yeah. Yeah, seeing vision. No. Visualization. Visualization. There it is. Vision Quest. Well, that was a show, right? A lot of nerds watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to you nerds, by the way. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. I heard it was good. I'm sure it was good. But yeah, the visualization thing, I think it was made popular mostly by Tiger, wasn't it? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I mean, visualization has been around, but like to actual visualize and like not have a ball with you and do all that. I think Drew kind of brought that to football, maybe. Okay, yeah, he might have, maybe, legitimately might have, but I think like Tiger was very big. I think as a kicker, right? A lot of people try to teach you up and coach you up, and it's like, oh, you got to visualize thing. And then there was always this story about how Tiger could visualize his shots and shape his shots, and he would experience them before they would even happen, so he was much more comfortable in the moment. And then as I was in uh, the NFL, I slowly learned after watching Adam Vinatieri and hearing Jim Caldwell talk about the fact that if you can put yourself mentally in practice in a moment, that is a game changer. If you can actually be third and long or two-minute drill, no timeout on the practice field on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, if you can somehow trick yourself into having the same amount of anxiety, the amount of pressure, the amount of as if you're in the moment in practice, you the game gets a lot easier. And I'm going to say, as somebody that got a chance to almost start doing that, you, you would say, I would say when I was in high school, like, okay, if I make this kick, I get a million dollars. And then I would feel act like that was pressure. And I'm like, hopefully this will come one day. But it isn't until you start like actually visualizing and like seeing and like taking every rep as if it's a real one. It wasn't until I got good. Now, granted, I've never done it without a ball. Uh, That would be awesome for a punter to do it. I would like a punter to start doing that, please, actually, to take a fake snap. Oh, shit. (laughs) And then doing an entire thing. That would be awesome. It probably makes it a lot easier. But I think doing it when you know every camera is going to be on you is what everybody yeah. is yes. is mimicking and mocking. And, and I think that is the flaw in the entire thing, potentially. Yeah, and, and Russ, of course, I understand he's got to do it on the field. Like, where else are you going to do that? You get the real feel for it. And I know it's a real thing, like visualizing what you're doing. If you can take yourself mentally through that rep and you're taking a drop and you're making a throw, like those people will tell you that counts as like a real rep if you truly are 
purposeful with your practice and you're doing all that. But yeah, you're right. When there's a sky cam and then there's seven other dudes with the steady cams, it's yeah. just tough. <laughs> it is tough. Connor said he was worried he was going to hurt his finger. He was yes. still, he really let one loose. He said he mm-hmm. said he really let one loose. What if that thing? Was well, he clapping to break he, the huddle? He I hope he didn't clap. Yeah, he had to sneak it in. Jameis Winston was coming over the top. He almost laid out his receiver. It was right, tough. Let's talk about Jameis. All right, is what? Jameis mocking everything? No, I think Jameis is just the man. Like, I just think he is such a unique, <laughs> off-the-wall character. Okay, so, all right, now this, I enjoy him, by the yeah. way. I enjoy him having an inter, uh, interaction with his wide receiver if they weren't on the same page and uh, competitive juices can fly. We've seen this thousands of times on the sideline of an NFL game between coaches, players, players, and players, but not even that. Just everything Jameis does. Do you think it's all a mockery or not? We got into this conversation in the last hour. Like when he was eating a W, was he mocking the pregame speeches that normally happen? When that another pregame speech was going on, and he was told, "Look at the person to your left," and he he literally he went like this, <laughs> and then he said, "Look him in the eye," and he like <laughs> like mo- I thought he was mocking this speech. It, like everything he his workouts is he mocking workouts when he's laying on a Bosu ball doing dumbbell bench? Is he mocking all of these things or is this just how there it is? I mean that is obviously a mockery, right? I would have popped and laughed so hard if I was in the huddle and I saw that. I, I don't care who we're playing, who's speaking, how it's going. If I witness that, I is he doing that as a joke you think or is that that's just who Jameis is all the time? That is Jameis. I think it is him. If if he was doing like the greatest, most consistent troll job ever, that would be equally amazing. If we find out about that 35 years from now, then this dude has a lot of commitment to the gig. But no, I think this is him. And I think he's just, I appreciate that he's letting his personality show. Me and Connor actually did get to the agreement because... Connor's on a firm belief that this is not a mockery of everything. No he, way. He thinks just like you that this is him or whatever. There's too many too many times he's done it. Oh, like this is just him. What else are you saying? I'm what? saying every like every, the videos of him dancing in practice. Like all of it is awesome. I'm the hardest working quarterback in the NFL. He I know Dax that. right there. Yeah. <laughs> Think about everything he does because that would be mocking a speech that is given at youth camps. Yes. That is exactly <laughs> what the mock speech would be. So I, I. I'm in the camp firmly that this is all a mockery. No. Yes. I think he is no. playing chess. He I think lives this is for it. Close Sicilian by Jameis Winston. And we're going to find this out 15 Just 20. to entertain himself, or what's the end game? Hopefully, it's like some documentary. There's no way that this is just how. <laughs> <Andy> Cough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. That's, yeah, I mean, that's James. A lucrative acting career, perhaps. He's just goofy. He's yeah, a he's goofy, goofy, fun guy. I fucking love it. Because that means he's always like it, by the way. Because in every situation, he is always Jameis, which I respect. He's. Eh. <laughs> You think he's a guy going forward? You think he's a guy long-term down in uh, New Orleans? I don't know Sean Payton at all, aside from, uh, what's up, Sean? What's up, What's up, Pat? All right, Sean. All right, Pat. At a uh, golf tournament I was invited to down at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. He was there. It was, uh, we showed up late. We missed an event. And uh, kind of our fault. We had 15 people with us as well. We, I mean... <laughs> We disrespected the entire situation. Played barefoot. Uh, me and John Daly won. Uh, but I got a chance to chat with him very quickly. That was literally our entire interaction. The fact he knew who I was, I thought that was pretty cool. This guy seems like a good guy. Uh, I don't know him at all. You know him a little bit better than me, don't you, out there at uh, Tahoe? You guys ever get to talk? He's a part of that thing, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's out in Tahoe, and I, I was lucky enough to play with he and Strahan on Sunday this past year. What's he like? So he's terrible at golf. What he's is he like? <laughs> he actually played pretty well. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, right. I don't. I'm not, I don't claim that I'm Phil Mick over here. Um, he was awesome. He was the man. I didn't know what to expect. I I talked to him, you know, here and there at times, but playing 18 holes with the dude and his caddy was awesome too. My brother caddies for me and Strahan's caddy. We all hung out the whole time together. All of them, fun dudes, awesome guy. Sean, even when you're talking to him, you see like he has that weird football offensive genius in his brain. Like he's always thinking something football. Uh, they say he's super intense. I think there's been like mixed reports that he's either like a hard ass coach. I forget. I don't know how to get the read out of the players. He was either used to be a hard ass or used to be a little bit different than he is now. I don't know if he's the same. Their camp's known. Their camp is known to be brutal. And then, but if you see guys now, they're like, man, that's not the Sean I know. Like I didn't. When you see him doing stuff like. And maybe not have it as intense practices. We don't. We don't know what they're doing in camp. We don't get to see what they're really doing. I guess. But yeah, he's he's known that even deep in the season, he doesn't care. They're going to get their practice in. Yeah, and that's down in New Orleans, and they started moving that training camp because I assume if he had a hard ass camp, and it's what six thousand degrees in New oh, Orleans. They used to go to Mississippi, so bro. They used to be in Mississippi. It's even hotter, I think, where they went. Uh. Then Greenbrier, I think their deal with the Greenbriers up, and now they're back in New Orleans. Right? I, was, I couldn't imagine anything hotter than New Orleans when the humidity yeah, oh was up at 7,000. But I guess, and then as soon as you said Mississippi, I'm like, I, I haven't even thought about being in the deep Mississippi humidity. Uh -huh. I, I couldn't even imagine. I don't think I've ever been. I don't think I've ever. Oh, yeah, I called the Egg Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I called the Egg Bowl. That was, awesome. that was in late November, I guess. We played Mississippi State, too. It seemed like there was sun out. It might have been early in the season. I've never been down there. That humidity, though, down in the oh. Caribbean area, Gulf area, that shit is fucking different. Florida gets real hot. Oh. That is. We felt in New Orleans when we first went down there. To the land game. Oh, we're, we're in the back bro. of a truck. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my. It was 7,000. That's why, in my head, oh, there's yeah. nothing hotter uh. than New Orleans. Yeah, that is. We were cooking in the back of a box truck. The air are broke. Yeah. <laughs> and we were actually cooking in there. It was 7,000 degrees doing a show. It was great. Show was, I'm sure the quality was fantastic. I'm sure. That's how, that's how little kids die when they get stuck in a car or their parents leave them without the air on. Yeah, we were like the dogs that get left in your car during the summer, basically yeah. in the back of a box Can't truck. It. it was... Ouch. No, Fauci, oh, I thought okay. was just shooting right. beagles. Right. 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 Well, okay. No. That is, he was trending the other day right below FanDuel's family. Hell yeah. By the way, if you won the FanDuel's family contest, look for Mitt to uh, tweet you and message you on Instagram at some point today. That's a lot of pressure on Mitt. Oh, yeah. He does a great job with it. Well. He does. That's a lot. Of, he's he's got to pick like 50, 60 winners every week, give away like 10 grand every week. He's got to go through the entire thing, get their information. That is not easy to do. There's a lot of entries. Maybe say thanks. A lot of ingrates, too. Yeah. Thanks, Mitt. Sorry, I didn't know my mic was on. Oh, you're talking about the people that win. Uh -huh. Yeah, just an idea. Yeah, there's never a... It's no. free, you pricks. No, okay? no, no, no. Just no. take it. Mitt's taking some on the shins from people because they're not getting whatever as fast as they should be getting it. And it's like, all right, dude, have you heard anything about anything going on in the world right now? Like, There's a potential supply chain issue going on. We're trying people to People are freaking out. People tell me I need to buy peanut butter now. Oh, oh no. shit! Uh, We're not doing this toilet paper shit again, are we? I mean, uh, the, I, I haven't gotten uh, what's it called paper towels. Sam's hasn't had paper towels for the last three weeks. Oh no! So maybe now is the time to get that Fluid Master ninety five hundred soft spa bidet. Oh, uh, that's uh -huh. a good point. Smart. Now good point. is the time to get that bidet. It seems like you're maybe going to be wiping the asses with leaves and t-shirts. Mm -hmm. Here in no time. Is that what's going on? Because seems there's, like it. Oh, there's no plastic. Plastics out. Still right. tough to find bottles of water. 
Really? And oh, leaves, yeah. leaves are about to be done too. So where was I just at? Where was I just at? Uh, leaves are about to be done. Yeah, yeah, a lot of dumps. Grab a lot Kansas. of dumps. Yeah. The uh, where was I just at? Kansas. Mm-hmm. They had the old school Dasani bottle. The uh, like oh. the oh, okay. The more sturdy bottle. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, not what, the what? like nice, flimsy one, cheap one that the with the Dasani wrapper on it, which that is they're now, doing now. Yeah, yeah which they're doing now because I think it's all a plastic shortage. It's going on. People are saying like for Christmas shopping and holiday shopping and all that shit. They're saying it, it might be a real... Who starts that, though? Who started that? Because now it just becomes a thing that everyone, even if it wasn't going to be a thing, they make it something. Well, it definitely was a thing for the last, like, 18 months, I'd say, whenever it came for, like, our company, merch-wise, the back end getting access to... Well, there's, like, there's 400 ships sitting outside, like, the L.A. port trying to get in. I know that's... Is this still a fallback so, from that ship? So that, that, that canal, yeah. I guess, is a part of the problem, so and there's a bunch of shit going on elsewhere. Yeah, it is, though. It, that's where it all starts, is in those boats. Walmart and Target, I believe, are the corporate contributors to this that I read about. Fat cats. They, to help it, to make wait, it better, or They worse? wait, like, seven days to respond to an inquiry about, hey, like, we need to get this fucking shit going, and it's all backing it up. That happened? Target and Walmart. Really? Well, the Bezos oh, should step in. I'll send it in. Yeah, Bezos is the one that's moving all this shit. How They're come still, he doesn't put his spaceship down and say, hey, give me the fucking yeah, boats? He still gets you stuff in a day. So. It is crazy how he's able to do whatever, whenever, however, they have access to anything. Well, that's they have just in, all these warehouses everywhere. They already have everything oh, yeah. in Haas. Indiana is becoming warehouse capital. Of the yeah. World. It's crazy. They're huge. Million square foot buildings. Yeah. Like their their new ones are being built, or they're taking over old ones that no one's in. No, no, no. no, no. These things are being built up. in a week, yeah. week oh, and yeah. a half. Well, there's big other big server buildings too. I think uh, Amazon or Google oh, yeah. has these gigantic server. Like it's like five. I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands of square feet that are just servers inside. I guess maybe I don't know. There, everybody seems to have some warehouse being built in the middle of Indiana right now, and it's not. It's outside this city, yeah. so I'm assuming truckers aren't exactly thrilled. They got to drive on these country roads. Tiny roads. Because fields, farms are being sold. uh, Plots of land are being sold to these companies so they can build these warehouses on it. So what was once corn or beans or whatever the fuck it is, that is now just these literal warehouses that are taking up the entire plot almost, like the entire square. And then there's more. They have so many fields. There's so many fields. So so many fields out there. So once one company hears about it, they're like, oh, shit, we'll take it across the street then. We'll take that. And then there's you need, you get two, three farmers that start doing that mm-hmm. and start selling their land or whatever. That can – I mean, there's like 10, 15 of these things that have been built in the last year. Oh, yeah. Like in the same area, basically. And you guys ride the same – country roads basically to get to all of them and it is they're trying to build a, a roundabouts and they're trying to set they're not going to have they're not going to be able to no, make it an absolute nightmare walmart's building the biggest one right now by the way probably because of this problem they say yeah, we'll just store everything here i guess perfect robots will be driving the trucks before the time the roads even get finished so no those robots would not be able to get through that uh four-way intersection <laughs> hey no. there is a four-way intersection this is on the way to the airport uh, so I have to go through there, and Foxy lives in the area. So yeah. Foxy has all these warehouses being built up around his house that he just bought. Yeah, they didn't tell me about that one. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> it's got to help, right? Didn't that help with your value? Oh, he had such a good view. It was like, you know, like an awesome, it seemed like, and that, that is going to be a building in. <laughs> is, and he knows, and there's nothing he can do about it. There's nothing he can do. His neighbors, by the way, in the area that he lives, none of them can do anything about it because no. the same farmers that sold their, the property for that particular housing thing to get built. 
They also own the property that's potentially going to be a motherfucking 10 warehouses. <laughs> There's well. a row of four houses, and one guy said, no, 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 you're not buying this land. Other three houses said, yeah, let's go. Buy my house, buy everything. So now all of them got fucked because of one stubborn old guy. Well, and by the way, there is like a couple houses in between these massive warehouses and there's the rocking chair on the front, yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's like, they, they ain't going anywhere for this. Good for them. They Good for them staying their ground. But they have 45 minute to hour long drives to store now. <laughs> yeah. That used to be four minutes is now trucks backed up behind trucks with locals neighbors cars all through there they shut down the biggest road because they wanted to make it bigger oh, <laughs> so geez. in doing so all the smaller roads now are being it is a nightmare but hey amazon will have your shit that's, that's right, right. And guess what yeah that's business baby that is uh-huh foxy's probably gonna have to sell his house and move soon <laughs> unless a robot just takes it what is your deal? Ain't no robots doing that stuff. Well, I don't know. Come you see, on. they got the dogs that have 50 cows years. mounted to their backs now. No. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 years. Police Accurate departments too. are going to be trotting those things out before no time, and they're just going to go a crazy. I haven't seen it either, AJ. A, a dog with a 50 cow? What is this? Yeah. GTA? Yeah, it's real. It's absurd. What are you? This is real life? Uh huh. Nah. It is dangerous. Nah, who made it? I'm assuming, Probably you know, some guy with a big Boston brain. Boston Dynamics. Yeah, yeah Boston MIT, Dynamics Boston makes Boston Robotics. Look, look real. No, those are the ones that dance, right? They dance and yeah. they do yeah, that they stuff. Dance. Yeah, they dance. Yeah, they're cute. Yeah. This one has been bred to kill. Yeah, the military already has a couple. There you go. Who's in charge of this dog? I mean, that's an absolute it's cannon self. on its back. It's AI. It's yeah. They're communicating with each other. You know, no, these no, no. They don't know how to. They don't know how to talk to anybody. Who's controlling this? No, someone's controlling that thing. Whose dog is this? Whose dog is this? Wait until you illegally park somewhere and this thing shoots you in the head because it's just done with you. So this is a this is a city police department's dog? Oh, yeah. This is the new canine car? Yeah, this is the canine unit. Don't run a stop sign. It will put a hole the size of a beach ball in your body with that. Where's it sniffer to smell out the drugs that I potentially have on it? doesn't me? need a sniffer. Yeah, it has x-ray it, vision. It can just see yeah. right through your pocket. Yeah, this stupid dog. I'll kick it over on its side. Well, it won't be able to do it. Uh, I'd be careful doing that. No, you gotta attack it like Steve Irwin used. Rest in peace, moment mm-hmm. of silence. Like he used to attack those crocodiles. You gotta come from the back on this. This thing. thing's yeah. got an electronic force field around it, so if no. you touch it, it fucking. No, I think it's like I, I think it's like a bear. It can't turn left. You know, yeah. some bears can only turn left or turn right. Cool. They're like NASCAR drivers. You just gotta go from the other side so they can't see you. You've yeah, been but, watching too many of the outtakes and the bloopers of these videos. You're not watching the the real ones. Of what? The these, highlight packages. Of these things. Yeah. Yeah. The dog doesn't have to turn. The gun just rotates. No, so. dude. I throw my pillow at my front door. At my door in my room, shuts it. Give me a fucking pillow and knock this thing over right from the side. Oh. I will, One of those things that will turn sideways, <laughs> that thing will be like a ninja star. Boom, dog on its side. Now, it is dangerous. Like when you have a firework, you know, out here in Indiana, you can buy a bunch of fireworks, like little, uh, you can buy blocks of them that shoot off like nine at a time. Boom, boom, boom. You know, those things turn sideways. Oh, yeah. It is a problem. Okay. Yeah. And you do have to potentially run. And there was a moment where me and Kobe Fleener were running through a field and there was fireworks exploding around us mm. it was a wild time i understand that that could happen when i knocked this dog over with a pillow throw from the side so everybody just needs to stay away from the mouth of the dog that's shooting fucking grenades all right if you knock this thing over it's going to turn into red protocol and it will come hunt see i yeah. don't even know what or that means. Sell, or it's just going to self-destruct and blow both of you up is this thing can this thing sniff covid aj is this mm. thing a covid sniffing dog we need more of these then if that's you the would case. hope so where what 
they trained like four dogs to sniff COVID, and then they just stopped. Like, what happened? With Remember that? the Miami Heat rolled that yeah. out. Yeah. Hey, we're going to have. Hey, don't worry about coming to the game. All right, get a little bit early because there is a dog sniffing line that you have to stop through. It's going to hold you up five, ten minutes, depending upon if you have COVID or drugs on you. <laughs> okay, what do you? Have? We have COVID sniffing dogs. That was eight months into the. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. real. And it was. Like, how come we aren't getting more of these dogs? Objective number one is getting fucking Caesar, the dog whisperer, to all the dogs that he can get to and gets COVID on their noses. Yeah. What are we even doing? And then we they kind of put that on the back burner, it seemed like. And then now I just heard of him again. I guess there is still these. How come that wasn't the answer? Dogs have shown up in humans' lives for a long time and saved the day. Of course. It seems like down in Miami, they had a couple, you know, German shepherds that said, Hospital. I, yeah. yeah. Hospital. Mm-hmm. Hospital. How come we weren't trying to recreate that? I can tell you why. Why? Yeah. Well, a certain doctor wasn't making money off of those. Oh, oh my God. So you can't. When did you get in there? What yeah. Is, what is this? Well, I know. I know. I know Dr. Gump has a list. Oh, yeah. I know Connor sometimes whoa, in there. Whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa, you. Whoa, yeah, yes. you. Yeah, you. Well, you internet. Oh, and then all of a sudden, now yeah. you. Welcome my list Tony. is short and distinguished, just like my. Your Johnson gone. Penis? Brain turn off? <laughs> are you talking about your penis? No. Okay. You were talking about like your You were you were referencing a person. Your cube life? Cube life. Yeah, your cube life. Short and distinguished. Didn't Trent <laughs> Trent Dilfer cured COVID at his football facility, didn't he? Oh, they had the an- anti COVID yeah. spray. Mm-hmm. We I know why. The they show that spray on the NFL commercial. It's actually pretty cool. It was yeah. just Windex. <laughs> yeah. He had like mm-hmm. a uh it was almost like a fire hose. You got yeah. everything spraying out of it too. It looked yeah. like he was going gardening. He wasn't. He was killing things, not growing things. You know what I mean? He was. He was taking COVID out. But those dogs, I will still not understand how that was an objective one through fucking ten million for how I, we get out of this. thing. I think once they found out, you just need a little bit of Jack Link's beef jerky or something. Kind of throws the scent off. <laughs> they were, you know, letting a lot through. Like, oh shit! Actually, forty people in here had COVID. Tonight. All right, let's talk about football. Oh, beef Fauci jerky also. in their pockets. All right, listen, those dogs do not get distracted by beef jerky. Okay, <laughs> these dogs are smarter than you. You all right? You son of a bitch. Take it easy on these highly sophisticated. You know, they send some dogs through, like, Navy SEALs training. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fauci heard that there are dogs sniffing COVID, and he said, no way. Oh, come on. I will put my right. 40 Why caliber right. bullet right through that All thing right. set. All right. That Why is... wouldn't he want the dogs? He's killing beagles. AJ, shut up. Hey, wait, what? Why was Listen, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We don't oh, need it. All right. We don't need that. To continue, I, you know, who knows what is what. On I'm the- just curious. Sorry, guys. I'm asking questions that I'm sure viewers have. Yeah. Hey, this is this is not false information. Hi. This is stuff we've seen. Hi. This is talking sports because there was a Miami Heat game. Yeah, and the Miami yeah. Heat had the answers. Yeah. And then all Tell of a sudden, dog that. All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> to, to put a chair on the top of the, the dogs, it was in Paris. Yeah, you can figure out 97%. So somewhere in Paris, there's a bunch of dogs. They're COVID different dogs. That's so it. The French are holding out. Belgium. That was probably the typical uh, French. The Belgium. Uh, what's that all about? What, they what held is out. How come? They always hold uh, out. What is they're the deal? What is I mean, think about the American <laughs> Revolution. They came so late right. to the party, they just had to clean up all the aisles in the sea. I mean, it's been going along. What about the. Uh, the uh, Tom's River. That's Dude, right. The uh, Times, Tom's? Tom's River, New Jersey? No. No, no, no. no. That's no. Thames. Thames. The Thames, Thames River. Thames. Yes. Yeah, there it is. 
They had some war over there. They had a French Revolution. Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, they did cut the heads off of the, I believe, the king and queen of the time. You know more about this than me, it appears. <laughs> I, I, I did have to take elementary French for five years, so a lot of French knowledge. Hey, me too. I took a lot of French classes as well. Oh, yeah. I did not know anything about oui, that. Oui, Hey, oui, oui. Ça va? Ça va bien. Et toi? Eh, ça va. I could have said, come see, come saw, saying I'm all right, because we're not talking about sports. We need to get back into yeah. that. Because I'll tell you what, those waters over there are treacherous. But I, <laughs> I think we had the dog. I think we had the answer all along. And I hope history tells that story. Let's talk about some things going on around the NFL. Andy Reid said, I'm seeing things I've never seen before. AJ saying, I'm seeing things I've never seen before. And that is very fair, because I think the Chiefs have looked like a team that we haven't seen before since this new Chiefs has been created. This is via the Kansas City Star at KC Star. Did they, are they still, do they have, do we have independent newspaper store or are they all owned by the Athletic? Think no, I think they're independent. still. Yeah. Shout out to the Kansas City Star still doing it. Yeah. Indy Star still doing it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Shout out to the Indy Star still really? doing it. Shout out to the Star. I didn't know that either, by the way. I did yeah. not oh, know. Oh, yeah. That. Still doing it. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Let's go. All right. Congrats to the Stars. Uh, Mellinger is saying, I'm seeing things that I haven't seen before, Chiefs coach Andy Reid said after. Does he sound bewildered? He is, and so are we. Do you, do you think maybe, you know, because Patrick Mahomes said that they're seeing coverages they've never seen before. Uh, nobody's ever seen before. He said this a couple weeks ago. And then now he said, anytime you got to build something great, you got to go through some of these types of things. To, you know, kind of a house is built uh, much better on stone than it is on sand, you know? So there's some things that have to harden you and make the foundation, and they have to have some tough times after having an incredible start to this entire thing. Do you think Andy Reid is also confused about what teams are doing to the Chiefs? Do you think that is what he's chatting about, or do you think he's strictly talking about how his Chiefs are performing? I took it uh, the first time I saw this as, like, he's bewildered by things that his own team is doing at times, that they haven't done in the past. That's what I took it as. Not Me like, too. hey, I'm super confused at what these guys are throwing at me. I've only been coaching for 45 years. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I didn't take it as that. Yeah, me neither, by the way. But it is worthy of a conversation because whose fault is it, right? The defense that is on that team has 32nd, 31st, 32nd, 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 31st in rankings and a lot of stats that I think mean something at this point. There are some stats I think that don't mean anything that – maybe have a little bit more weight in conversation than they should. But the Chiefs being 32nd in turnovers, points allowed, yards allowed, yards per play allowed, first downs allowed, and being 31st in pass yards allowed, receiving yards allowed, rush yards allowed. Jeez. I mean, it is, it is a, it is a bad-looking operation over there. Is that under Andy Reid, or is Andy Reid just associated with the offense? Is he talking about the defense there as well? I mean, what is Andy Reid completely bewildered by, and is he just as lost as the rest of us who are massive fans of this football team that has been very impressive to watch I, I that's got to be the most frustrating part being a head coach like Andy Reid you've seen it all and you don't really know exactly what the answer is to get your guys to execute to like complete some easy balls get your your stud quarterback feeling good about it again and protecting him I don't know that's that's why the coaches get paid paid good money but it also is setting up one of the great stories though for the Kansas City Chiefs oh, yeah. they figure this thing out and they go on a run when it actually matters this will be like, oh, man, remember when everyone thought the Chiefs were garbage when they wrote them off and they said everyone's done and they're they're washed like and they can't do it anymore? Like this will just be part of the story. Oh, it would be so beautiful. And maybe it is something that they need. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes alluded to that. And they're all kind of openly chatting about the sucking 
You know what I mean? They're yeah. all kind of, they've all admitted like, hey, this is not what we want to do. This is not how we should be doing it. They've all kind of gotten to the point, it seems like, which I don't want to say is rock bottom, but they've reached a point where they're like, okay, we have to learn from this. This has to grow us. This, And if they have any good culture, good locker room, they go on a run here. And if they do, it'll be an incredible storybook ending. And remember, this team's dynasty was founded whenever they were down and out. Remember that playoff run when they were down 20, down 10, down 14? The reason why they become it became beloved by everybody is because they were able to flip a switch, come back, and win. It was like, oh, these underdogs, these uh, come-from-behind guys are... are kind of taken over everything. So maybe it will. Maybe that is in their, you know, genetic makeup over there for that team as well with how they've come to be who they are. But there is shit happening where you see Patrick Mahomes miss a throw and it's like, what? This isn't, what's going on here? Like a throw that he would never miss. Then they're rushing four. They're kind of sitting everybody back. What the Steelers did to Josh Allen, what maybe the um, Bucks did to um, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, being able to get pressure, having Patrick on the move, him missing the throws he normally makes. There's just a couple of things that if they can figure out, they can get back on track. You would think, right? You would think they'd be able to get back on track. I mean, they definitely have the talent to get back on track. We know that. And, and Peyton and Eli talked about it last night. Remember Peyton's asking Tom, what do you like, zone or man or whatever? And he said, hey, match up. Yeah, match up with our guys one-on-one. That's good. Like, Yeah, we love when you do that. Don't worry. Or we don't have any issue with that. But it's the same thing I think teams are trying to do to the Chiefs a little bit. If you can't run, if you can't pound the ball on them and threaten them, they can sit back in that zone and hope that you just get greedy and that you're not going to sit there and take the easy completion all day long. And eventually you're going to try to go over the top, and that's when you capitalize. Zito said there's a follow-up quote from Andy Reid in my ear. I've seen our boys do it and do the pieces. We just don't do it now, Reid admitted during his opening speech on Sunday, October 24th. We didn't do it offensively. We didn't finish it defensively we really have to get both sides to play well we have to eliminate the fluctuations and penalties these are things that weren't common weren't common with us i see things that i've never seen before guys i saw performing didn't do certain things we're right there to do the right thing and make a difference and it's going the other way we have to fix that andy reed also noted that out of the kansas city star article from mellinger i believe at mellinger m-e-l-l-i-n-g-e-r um yeah all right Will they be able to get back on track? I have no idea. Because when the ball's bouncing your way, it's great. Once it starts bouncing the other way, how do you get it to turn back in your favor? How do, how do you get Big Mo to go back in your, your favor? Because there's always one or two plays in every game that potentially turn an entire game around. And everybody has a friend potentially that in games, there's always a lucky bounce or a lucky break or they, they get good cards. And it seems to happen to that person more often than it happens to other people. Once that person loses it, how do they get it back? Or is it just something that is, you know, just a little bit of a minor setback before a major comeback? I'm not 100% sure. It's well, a fascinating situation. And, like, Mahomes fumbling when he's scrambling. Tyreek Hill dropping, like, passes going right through his hands and getting picked off. Like, there are so many things that they haven't really done in the past. And every week it's like the Chiefs are going to figure it out. The Chiefs are going to figure it out. And then all this shit just continues to happen. It's almost like the bounces just aren't going their way and they might never not again. In years past when Patrick, they might – 
Absolutely. They might. More though, likely geez, than not. Yeah, yeah, let's assume it will. But in years past, those fumbles like bounce right back. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they bounce right back or they, they hit perfectly that it bounces up. And there's uh, a throw that instead of slipping out of Patrick Mahomes' hands and going to the other team where he just bats it basically, that thing somehow goes over the person's head and is a completion for 35 yards to tire. Like those are the things that were happening. Those magical how is this happening moments were going on the first couple years. Now they're facing a little bit of reality, a little bit of a downturn. How will they be able to create their own luck, create their own fortune, and get back to it? And it's always your technique. Get back to your fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Technique. You do the right thing. Everything else will fall into place, and that's what they need to do, AJ. Yeah, it only takes one big win against a team, oh, that, yeah. against a good team, I think, to get them back on track. And a lot of times if you're down early and your things aren't going well too, like – everybody starts to press to try to make the plays you feel like you need to happen instead of just having fun, being loose, and, and doing your job. So, yeah, I don't know when they'll, they'll figure it out, but they, they need to figure it out pretty quickly if they want to salvage this season. They got a great opportunity this yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah. They got the Giants. All right, and they're 10-point favorites. So I don't think anybody on earth will be betting on them minus 10. Maybe. Mm-hmm. No hey, X I might. I might, too. If we're picking, if we're just picking, like we do against the spread every single – cool. But when it comes time to actually go into your app and put real money down, <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to. That's probably a game a lot of people are just going to stay away from. That's right. I would do it. I would do it right now. Giants minus ten, right? Is that what it is? Giants plus, plus ten. I mean, that's what, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd take the Chiefs minus ten. All right, me too. But you're not putting any actual money down. No, but if I <laughs> was a betting man, as they say, I would put a little bit down. Okay, but also like as. As betting people, you and I, you know what I mean? And everybody here. There's some games you just be like, all right, I'm not going to bet on this game. Eliminate that one. (laughs) All right, I'm not going to bet on that game. That feels like a potential one of those games. Unless you know something that, you know, and AJ might because he's been there, done that with football teams. They might come out and blow the fucking doors off of the Giants. All these conversations. Andy Reid saying, I don't know what's going on. Patrick Mahomes saying, we need these moments. Travis Kelsey coming. I mean, that is maybe... You know what? I put money on it too, AJ. We got the Chiefs in a bounce back game this week. Wow. <laughs> hey, the Chiefs are back. X Factor's still fucking gone, Ooh. but the Chiefs are all the way back. They had a game of silence for X Factor Super yep. Phantom being over, all right? Because he had turned into a monster. Chiefs are back this weekend. I love it, AJ. I fucking love it. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these beautiful people into a glorious Aaron Rodgers Tuesday evening. We're back tomorrow with Coaches Up Chuck Wednesday and more talk about the world that is the world that was and the world's going to be all right that didn't make any sense but i do appreciate you hashtag and a pod squad tweet out where you're listening you could potentially win some merch ty's giving away a bunch and uh now we're out of here hit that music ty cheers <laughs>